Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Rajesh, he's the regional sales director, and we will speak to him about leveraging machine learning for better security posture. A warm welcome, Rajesh. How are you today? Hey, good afternoon, Nick. I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for having me here. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. And let's start by introducing yourself to the listeners. So tell us, who are you and what are you, what are you passionate about, Rajesh? Right. My name is Rajesh Ganapati. As Nick introduced me before, I run the sales for Securonics. I'm the regional sales director here in Securonics for the APJ region. Um, I'm really passionate about cybersecurity. Uh, I've been in the cybersecurity industry for over 10 years now, held multiple roles across multiple cybersecurity products and vendors. Um, coming from a very technical background, um, took up the sales role a couple of years ago. And what really gets me excited is when I talk about cybersecurity to my clients and partners on how they can leverage on the newer set of technologies uh, that come into the market that can help them to make their lives easier on a day-to-day basis, that really gets me going. That sounds exciting. And I think we should go a little bit deeper in that. And uh, you said that you want to talk to us about machine learning. And honestly, I don't know enough about it. So, and you, when we asked you also what you want to cover about, you said machine learning for better security posture. What is this all about? Can you enlighten us, please? Right. Um, so if you ever speak to a client who runs a security operations for their organization, um, people who have been in the security field for a long time, from a legacy standpoint, they've always used rule-based detection. So basically, they have a set of things that they talk about as bad things and good things, right? And there's always some rules that they define within the organization, which point to them that if X event happens within Y amount of time, that's a bad thing. An example would be if somebody tries to log in into a computer with three password failures within two seconds, which is humanly not possible, it would be a flag. It's a flag saying red flag saying that, hey, somebody is trying to do a brute force attack to try to get into the system. That's rule-based things. And this is something what in security industry we call as a known threat. Now, the threat landscape has changed in a way the attackers know how people detect such scenarios. So what they have done is they have intelligence now to mimic a human behavior while trying to get into a system maliciously. So what we are trying to talk today is how to apply machine learning to not just look for known threats, but also unknown threats, things that the security practitioners didn't know existed. So using machine learning opens the world for security practitioners to look into things that they've never imagined before. Oh, this is very interesting. I want to learn more about this. Can you tell us what would be the three key things we need to know about machine learning for better security posture? Yeah. So first of all, when we talk about machine learning, one of the most important concepts with machine learning is the data that we process. The more information we have about a user, a system, or the organization as a whole, 
the better it is because the quality of the results that you derive out of machine learning depends on the quality of the data that you collect. So the more data you collect, the more you analyze, the better the outputs of machine learning is going to be. But it also comes with challenges. When you bring in a lot of data into a system to perform machine learning, you need to be able to have a platform that is capable of processing such big loads. And that's where the digital transformation occurs. So a lot of organizations could not adapt into machine learning or could not get into machine learning as a, a tool for security detection or threat detection because their underlying infrastructure or the data centers doesn't support running machine learning. But now with the digital adoption where people are moving into cloud, cloud has opened the doors for a lot of these organizations to adopt machine learning and have quality data being analyzed in real time to provide real time security uh, insights basically. And the other thing is the attackers, the threat landscape is also changing. When your attackers are using machine learning and AI to perform the attack as a defender, clients are also expected to use machine learning. If not, you lose a competitive advantage. Mm, it's very interesting. And you, you know, indeed, I, I experienced this the whole time. People are trying to log into accounts. I had one of these things happening earlier to me just today, Rajesh. And of course, uh, I, I blocked it and managed to do it. But I can un certainly understand that the the, everyone will be more intelligent and more clever. So it's only a matter of time uh, before someone gets in unless I protect myself more. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Attackers are very persistent, right? When they know that there is a target, they wouldn't stop until they get through. And human resource in, in client's environment, it's limited. You can speak to any, anybody from a security operations team in the industry and they will say it's very hard for them to find the right people, the right amount of people to defend the network and the systems. Let the machine do the work. That's where the machine learning comes into picture. Automate as much as possible, defend and respond as automatically as possible by leveraging on machine learning. Yeah, and is this all expensive? It sounds expensive to me, but do, we, do companies have to spend resources on this, Rajesh? Right, this is a really important question and it's a very good question too. What happens? Like there is a very important saying, if you think good security is expensive, try bad security because bad security is a lot more expensive than good security. The reason you not just lose your data, you lose your reputation in the market. Imagine a big conglomerate or let's say an e-commerce website going down because of bad security posture, they lose business. And that's just not, that's just not, money that's being lost it's a reputation of the industry or, or the client going down the drains right on top of that you have seen a lot of ransomware attacks recently in the news and people are every, everybody is a target of ransomware attack right it's not a matter of if but it's a when so it's important for clients and organizations to actually have a proactive approach to security and the last thing is i want to kind of put this into two funnels. When it comes to security, why people have to spend money? Imagine this as two pillars, cyber threat protection and insider threat production. There are obviously people outside somebody's organization trying to constantly and persistently trying to get into the systems for any malicious intent. That's one. And the second is people inside the organization, 
equally have access to the systems and they might do uh, acts of sabotage, if I may, right? Imagine a disgruntled employee who has been passed on for a promotion, trying to create a downtime into one of the production systems that brings the system down. Imagine a person who is working in a financial system, financial institution, for example, trying to take their own client data and moving to a competitor, bringing all the clients to a different competition. That's IP theft or client theft, right? So all these are important for a business from a reputation standpoint, from productivity standpoint as well. And this is the reason why they have to spend the resource and money to protect themselves. I can certainly see this. I, I was recently affected myself, Rajesh. I, I do like uh, uh, cycle and swim and, and uh, running and so on. And I use uh, Garmin and Garmin Connect app for that and, you know, upload my trainings and so on. And, and they had a, an attack. Uh, it's almost, I think, about a year now. And that meant during this time, none of the exercise or workouts could get uploaded. And I know some of the professional athletes who, you know, live on this. They really rely on the devices to upload the training sessions. And some of them were preparing for upcoming big, you know, championships. That meant that they couldn't analyze the data for a few days during this ransom attack when that happened. So I can certainly see that this could be a major, major issue moving forward. Uh, Rajesh, did you, did you hear about this government attack as well? I use Garmin as we speak, right? And I am a user of Garmin and I know exactly um, when it went through, I lost my data as well. I wasn't able to use the Garmin cloud services. My metrics weren't getting uploaded as well. So I know exactly what you mean. And you're right. Imagine, apart from losing connectivity to the cloud to see your metrics, the reputation of Garmin took a hit as well. And that's what I meant by why organizations have to spend money and resource to make sure that they proactively protect themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's good reflection. And so much have changed in, in how we live and how we work now with the pandemic and so on. And I would imagine there will also be a lot of changes in this space. Can you tell us how has then the pandemic affected the, uh, the machine learning when it comes to better security posture? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that is very important to notice with the pandemic or post-pandemic is the way that people started working. So back before the pandemic, everybody was working from office. We know exactly who has access to what systems and how they access the systems. With pandemic, majority of the workforce started to work from home. And even after pandemic, now they have adopted a what we call a hybrid work culture. Now, which means there is no such thing as perimeter. The perimeter is dissolving in most organizations. So there is no such thing as people within the company's campus get access to the system and people outside the campus doesn't get access to the system. Now, everybody gets access to the system alike, which means perimeter security is no longer something that people are looking into. Now, why is machine learning important in such scenario? Instead of using rule-based detection, machine learning allows you to profile a user on how they actually use or go by go day-to-day -day activities by creating a behavior baseline of what is considered as normal behavior for a user or for a system or for an application. By doing that, it doesn't matter if the user is going to be on-site within the company campus or off-site at their own home, but the way they interact with the company systems has a baseline, has something what we call as a good behavior. By adapting machine learning, we can tell if they deviate from the normal behavior. 
Now that makes a huge difference when it comes to detection of anomalous behaviors. Right, okay. Well, thank you for the interesting discussion here. And uh, before I let you go today, Rajesh, how can we then use machine learning, especially when it comes to security posture as a competitive edge for a company? Right, now machine learning can be used in multiple ways, right? When we talk about machine learning, people use machine learning for so many different things. It can be for business data. For example, if I want to look at the trends of a buyer, if he, if a person, he or she buys X, Y, Z items from an e-commerce website, they are more likely to buy A, B, C as well. So this trend is also calculated using machine learning. Machine learning has so many applications, but how do we bring that machine learning tactics and techniques into security context is by applying security specific context into the machine learning. For example, if today somebody in the organization is accessing a system that they have never accessed ever before. That's an anomalous behavior, but doesn't mean it's a bad behavior. What if this person just moved from one department to different department because of promotion or because of change in the role? That is anomalous from a historical behaviors perspective, but nothing wrong about a person activity, right? But applying the security context, saying that this person's move from department A to department B is considered inside, that reduces false positive. If the person has been passed on for a promotion, for example, that puts a different perspective altogether for the same access. Imagine the person is a flight risk user because he's disgruntled, uh, had a run in with the employee's manager, for example, that puts a different perspective as well. By applying the context of the user and the system and real time metrics across the organization into machine learning creates a leverage on what we call as security insights. Mm. Okay, Rajesh, you really, really are enlightening me here today, and I'm sure the listeners feel the same. And I believe this uh, discussion could continue all day. But uh, if someone want to continue and contact you about this, Rajesh, how can they reach out to you? The best way to reach out to me would be via LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn, um, and it's easy to get in touch with me. Okay, that's great. And, and for everyone, uh, look up Rajesh on his LinkedIn indeed. And we are looking forward to see where this is taking us. I'm sure this is not the last episode when we cover machine learning and especially also in regards to security. And on that note, I want to thank you for the great insights today, Rajesh, who's been talking to us about leveraging machine learning for better security posture. Thank you to all listeners and have a great day. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite.